0: For over 50 years, j has been constantly innovating to fulfill its mission to become one of the most technologically advanced manufacturing solutions providers in the world. Customers depend on j for everything from product design and engineering through volume manufacturing, assembly, quality testing, procurement and logistics, which is why this company has undergone a massive digital transformation, moving to SAP S4 HANA Cloud Private Edition. Today, my guest is Cindy Kendall, an IT director at Jabil, to give us a glimpse into this giant transformation. Welcome, Cindy. Thanks, Jen. Thanks so much for having me here today. Absolutely. I'm so glad we were finally able to get some uh, time on our calendars. It's been a minute since we've uh, had the opportunity to to chat, but really glad that we are here today. Can you tell us a little bit more about Jabil and then a little bit about your role with the company?
1: Yeah, So, Jabil is a $33.5 billion manufacturing solutions provider, and we're based in St. Petersburg, Florida. That's where my um, office is at the corporate headquarters here in St. Petersburg. It was founded in Michigan a little over 50 years ago, and we support more than 400 customers across the diverse markets, including, but not limited to, the consumer devices, smart home and appliances, automotive and transportation, marketing and telecommunications, the cloud, compute and storage, healthcare, packaging, industrial and energy, digital print and retail, robotics, and much more. Truthfully, in all likelihood, a product that you can find in your pocket or your home, in your office, or even in your car, was made either partially or fully by Jable. We have more than 250,000 employees operating across 100 locations in a little over 30 countries. The world's leading brands leverage Jable's unmatched and end market experience with more than 50 million square feet of -of state-of-the-art manufacturing space. And I don't know about you, but I don't think in square feet, that's around 868 football fields. So quite large um, manufacturing space. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) And we have over 27,000 supply chain partners that bring our products to life. So as you said, I'm a director here in the IT department. And myself, along with my team, we led our recent migration from ECC6 version of SAP to S4 for our large commercial instance. We went live last year in January, so we were pretty busy for a few years
0: leading up to that. What were some of the business challenges that led to your S4HANA cloud implementation? Yeah, so over the past several
1: years leading up to 2022, we had experienced unprecedented business growth and it prompted our company leaders to really look at how we could aggregate our innovation across the organization. We were looking to digitize and really um, take it up a notch in our operational processes while still embracing that leading edge cloud-based IT solutions. We wanted to have a cloud first strategy and really be future ready in our platform so that our technology was ready to support our operations. So we decided to transition from ECC to S4 in more or less a lift and shift with a migration methodology to ensure that all of our customizations and applications work seamlessly in the S4 environment the same as they had in the ECC environment. We didn't wanna have any disruption to our business.
0: What were the most compelling factors within the S4HANA business case that helped you gain executive buy-in for the projects?
1: So we were looking at some aging hardware. So we required a refresh either on-prem or in the cloud. And again, we had a cloud strategy first initiative going in place. So we decided to move to the cloud, giving us more flexibility and future maneuverability, and it allowed us to be nimble. So that was a big part of it. The second part of it was, Our environment had been customized over 20 plus years because we'd started out in 1998 with the 3.1H version. Mm -hmm. So we really started looking hard at how could we make some good transitions and good cleanup but while still maintaining business as usual. So that environment, again, it was 67 terabytes of relational database in an Oracle system. It had over 124 configured sites. We had over 40,000 active users in the environment, and um, we really were starting to look at some of our customization. We had 5 million lines of custom code. We were fortunate enough to be able to do some monitoring to see through 24 months period, how much of that code was used and not used, which allowed us to actually be able to reduce our code set by around 1.5 million lines of code. So while it was still just a lift and shift and it was what would be considered a brownfield. We did do some cleanup while we were in the process of moving over. So again, our backend databases were growing rapidly and the ERP was based on a SAP legacy environment. And so, you know, we really needed to start benefiting from those HANA improvements and, and innovations that were happening. And then what was the approach to your program? Yeah, so it was a three years project from scope to completion. And again, that included those pre-projects that I've talked about and upgrading and migrating to the cloud, not only our commercial instance, but the, the surrounding environment that supported SAP. So think like supplier network collaboration, MDG environment, GTS, GRC, NetWeaver Gateway, et cetera, a bunch of environments. So those were also upgraded to Sybase, and or to HANA, depending on if it needed to be in real-time memory. And if um, they needed an upgrade, that they received an upgrade and also moved to the cloud. So we really were moving our entire supporting landscape. So it really helped us to be more nimble and flexible by moving everything into the cloud and then taking on that that 1909 SAP S4 version.
0: Got it. I hate to, I hate to jump forward, but since then, it's been... A little it's been a little over a year right was that it's been a little over a year since you've been yeah. live yeah. since then how do you feel that that decision was as far as you know going that lifting and shifting head was that is that a good decision have you looked at or started to make any uh, inroads into uh, implementing some uh, automation or innovations
1: yeah so so some innovations that we're leveraging today since going live I would say um, qualitative innovations. We've been able to increase the business redundancy. We've moved from two data centers to three, so we have elevated disaster recovery in place. As well, we've been able to accelerate those critical business processes and transactions using enhanced data accessibility, predictive analytics, and business modeling and forecasting in the S4 real-time HANA environment. I would say quantitatively, we've been able to resize some of our application servers And what took normally days, now we can do it in hours. Um, Our inventory costing updates are running 20 times faster. Transaction times have been reduced by 50 to 60%. And we actually were able to eliminate a, a 1709 system of S4 that we had by consolidating that into our new migrated environment. So we've been able to reduce some
0: of our TCO. That's great. That's great. And then as far as, you know, when the project was rolling, when you started it, what was the approach um, from a as i was it running the project was the business running the project how did they all work together yes yeah, so it was obviously it was running the project with a business
1: support so we spent a lot of time really working to get our business up to speed and 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 really socializing what s4 meant and what it would mean for our business um, spending a lot of time with our business teams at sapphire and newtown square and um, having SAP also come on site to talk with our business leaders. So our business leadership really were aware of what was going to be available in this new environment and we're pretty excited about it. And I would say specifically in the area of the finance, of, you know the, the finance space of S4 is more mature because it's been around a lot longer. And our finance team were really excited about the opportunities that they were gonna see moving forward.
0: Awesome. And then as far as your, your end user, you know, what type of organizational change management processes did you implement?
1: What we did, again, remember, it was like a, a lift and shift. Right. So um, as part of the change management for our project, what we did is utilized every available channel that we could find. So we had SharePoint. We used fireside chats, podcasts like this one, emails, posters. Our manufacturing sites have monitors and TVs in the lunchrooms and, and around, scattered around. So we were able to really utilize as much technology as possible to, to get the word out about it. One of the other things I, that we did uh, was really key and crucial to our project success, in my opinion, was we reduced our OCM by doing what we called pre-projects ahead of time. So there's a lot of activities that can happen in the ECC environment that can be taken care of ahead of your go live to S4. So um that way we were not cluttered with concerns around those activities at go live and an example of that would be like deprecated T codes. So we went ahead and took those away in the ECC environment so that they weren't um a concern to our user when we moved to S4. Oh that's a, that's really that's really creative. Yeah. So it was it really did help to um reduce that that change management so that the true change management was focused around what really changed in the S4 environment. So another piece that we were able to, to really knock out ahead of time was the customer vendor integration, the business partners transformation. So a lot of that piece can be taken care of in your ECC environment. And again, those were the areas that we tried to really focus on what was available in the ECC that we could go ahead and just knock out of the park and not have to worry about when we actually pulled the trigger
0: on our go live. Can you tell me a little bit about the adoption since you've gone live? How did you find the users adopted the, the new system?
1: Yeah, so again, because we did a lift and shift, the majority of the users are still using the GUI, so they're logging in today as they did before. They're still transacting today as they did before, which really makes sense because the, the change management didn't occur in their spaces as, as much. The area that we did really see the new adoption for the Fiori apps and embracing that new technology and functionality is in, the, in this finance space. And some of the things that the finance team are really starting to, to see major innovations and win, um, wins across the board really are in the asset accounting, uh, in universal journal transactions, in the house bank maintenance Fiori applications, you know, with the harmonized GL and the master data. So we really have been embracing those transformations in that finance space.
0: Cindy, are you using any other SAP solutions to support your S4 HANA environment? So yes,
1: since going live with our S4 environment, we've really started pursuing and looking into Signavio. Tricensus is being installed currently. We have an MDG environment that we're upgrading to 2022 version. It's gonna also be a, a shared instance across our landscape. We have a BTP practice that we've spun up. So we're really looking at those New innovations and transformations, where we can start moving ahead
0: and making sure that our systems are future ready. Now, tell me, if you were sitting down with um, one of the, one of our listeners, what advice would you give to them if they're getting ready to embark on a transformation? Okay, so
1: we survived, and you will survive. Now it's going to be a bumpy road. I'm not going to I'm not going to lie. It's going to it's going to be bumpy, but you will survive it. One of the recent quotes, because I've been reading a lot of different articles, by it's Eric Kimberling. He's the CEO of the Third Stage Consulting Group. He said, we haven't seen this sort of mass transition among any vendor customer base since Y2K. So I started thinking, I remember painfully all too well about Y2K. Right, what, I do too. And, and what the impending, <laughs> the impending doom, you know, that we might all drop dead. We weren't sure what was going to happen. So that would be my advice that I would give to customers, is don't wait. Don't wait until the last minute for an extension that may or may not happen. There's no better time to start your project than now. And start it so that you can ensure ensure that success. So even if you're not funded, even if you're not sure your business is going to buy in, even if you think you're going to wait for a few more years, reduce your OCM and do some of those things like I was talking about that we did in ECC. Rip the Band-Aid off in your ECC environment so that when you do go live with S4, your user base won't even correlate those changes as being related to each other.
0: And then what's next for j
1: Yeah, so thanks to S4 HANA migration cost savings, We've been now able to evaluate some new technologies like Signavio and Tricentis, And um, we can now integrate within S4 for additional business efficiency. So there's some areas that we're really looking at as far as innovation in the future. We also have some document splitting and parallel ledger proof of concepts out as well as MRP Live and IBP and PPDS. We're also working with other JBL customers to fill a gap and making some of the major transitions this led to basically developing our new IT advisory services that helps JBL customers and suppliers, as well as SAP customers and other organizations to ease their migration to S4 by leveraging best practices and proven met- methodologies. So again, we've stood up like an IT advisory services that I'm now leading. That's awesome. And, and have you found that's new, right? That's relatively new? Yeah, we just started it, like I said, since the upgrade. So it's just about a year out. And um, it's been very, very fulfilling to talk to customers and make, again, to To, I guess, alleviate those fears that you will survive. You may sometimes feel like you're not going to, and it it is going to be bumpy, I'm not going to lie, but um, that you will survive. And when I was going through my migration, I did feel like I was a bit alone out there. There wasn't another company that really had the kind of customized development that we had, and that was pushing the size of an environment that we were pushing. So, I felt a little bit alone with no one really to ask for advice and to help make sure, am I doing this right? Does this make sense to you? And now other customers don't have to feel that way because I'm here and I can help with those questions and really help with those gate checks and, and really make sure that there is a success happening.
0: And if people want to look into more detail about these services, how can they do that? Yeah, on our website, it's jable.com.
1: Slash IT Dash Services, so and I can share that with you, Jen, so that maybe you can even
0: post it out out with
1: with with the link for this.
0: Yeah, put it in the show notes for sure. That's awesome. All right, now here's one that's totally off script. (laughs) You've done so many great things over the last several years with with Jabil and and standing up this 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 new service uh, portfolio. What are you most proud of over the last couple of years that you've been able to accomplish? Honestly, I am.
1: Very proud of the fact that the team was able to successfully do our migration. The idea of failure, I guess, was there, but it was never really in the forefront. And now that we've gone live and everything's working out great and and we had such huge success, I can look back and almost have like little mini panic attacks at, at what we really did. You know, when you're in the moment, you don't realize... How important and how crucial everything, every move that you make is. So, um, that, that's been, I would say, one of the highlights of my career is working with such a great and fantastic team to really help put that together
0: and be successful. Awesome. Well, thank you, Cindy, for your time today. I really appreciate it. You've, I mean, you've got so many balls in the air. I'm looking forward to, to keeping in touch so that we can follow up and see where Jable goes in the next, you know, 18 months or so. Thanks, Jen. This was a lot of fun, and I hope you invite me
1: back again. I'm sure there's going to be something more I can talk about as Jable continues to grow and branch out and meet more customer needs on a day-to-day basis.
0: Awesome. Thanks again. We'll talk soon. Bye-bye. Thank you for joining us for this edition of Let's Talk Cloud ERP. If you enjoyed this conversation and want to continue in a smaller, more interactive session, I would like to invite you to sign up for a value exploration workshop. This two and a half hour interactive call to action session curated for both IT and business leaders will enable you to interact directly with SAP S4 HANA through our SAP S4 HANA ERP simulation game. The simulation game will demonstrate how you can have greater control of your business processes by having members of your team from across business functions, such as finance, sales, marketing, and procurement, work together to showcase the true power of SAP S4 HANA. The really cool thing about this game is you get the chance to compete and show your team's full profitability potential against other teams. Check out the show notes to learn more about the Value Exploration Workshop and upcoming dates. Finally, I would like to thank the Let's Talk Data podcast for their partnership. We couldn't do what we do without them. Until next time, I am Jennifer Frank McGrory. Have a great rest of your day.